Welcome to GEMCAST, the Geriatric Emergency Medicine Podcast, where we discuss important topics in the care of older patients in the emergency department. I'm your host, Christina Shenby. GEMCAST is produced with the Geriatric ED Collaborative. You can find more episodes on any podcasting app, and you can find the show notes on the resources page of gedcollaborative.com. Welcome back to GEMCAST. Today, I have a special guest who is tuning in all the way from Southern Brazil. And we are going to be talking about a new topic that we have not discussed before on GEMCAST, and that is how we can improve the experience that older adults have in the emergency department. Welcome with me, Dr. Lucas Silva. He is working at the Hospital de Clínicas de Porto Alegre in Brazil, and it has the first EM residency program in the country. Welcome, Lucas. Thank you, Christina. I'm very happy to be here all the way from Brazil. All the way from Brazil, over Zoom. And the paper that we're going to discuss was published in 2020 in the American Journal of Emergency Medicine, and it's looking at a systematic review of interventions to improve the experience that older adults have in the emergency department. And I'm curious, what got you interested in this topic and why is it important? Yeah, so absolutely. So when, when this project started, I was actually finishing medical school and I already knew I wanted to do emergency medicine. And I was also very interested in geriatrics because I, I had a lot of really good geriatric professors in medical school. And my mentor, Fernanda Belolio, was starting a project about the development of a geriatric cart in the emergency department to provide non-pharmacological interventions for older adults, ultimately to improve their patient experience in the ED, but also to reduce bad things such as delirium and falls. And given my background on doing systematic reviews and methods, she invited me to collaborate on this project, this systematic review evaluating interventions to improve patient experience among older adults. And that was actually how I got passionate about geriatric emergency medicine. It was kind of like my first geriatric emergency medicine project. And ultimately, I ended up being invited to do my master's at Mayo on the topic and the topic of delirium among geriatric emergency department patients. So actually, this systematic review led me to my passion about geriatric emergency medicine. Well, and we know that, for example, delirium and falls reduction and things like that are important to patient outcomes. What makes patient experience important? First of all, patient experience is an outcome that is, by definition, patient-centered, right? So patients appreciate the fact that physicians and healthcare stakeholders are trying to improve their experience while they are having an emergency department visit. So I think that's a, uh, the first thing. Second, there are studies actually showing a correlation between excellent overall patient experience and improved patient outcomes. So theoretically, if we improve patient experience, we might end up improving other patient outcomes, other clinical outcomes. And that's the second reason. And I think the third one is from the perspective of business. And we, we now have not only in the United States, but also in several countries around the world, financial incentives related to maintaining good patient experience scores, right? So the better you treat your patients in your shop, the more money you will get. 
So there are several reasons why patient experience is important, especially in older adults in the emergency department, which is, as we know, a growing population. Now I think represents about 60% of all ED, ED visits, maybe, at least in my emergency department. Wow, that's actually very high. I know we're around 15 to 20% of probably closer to 20% now of ED visits. So certainly it will depend on your population. Anything that we want to look at, it seems like, has its own measurement score or metric. How do you measure patient experience? Well, this is a tricky question, and I'm not sure we do have a right answer for this after reviewing this literature. So first of all, what we found in this systematic review was that patient experience and patient satisfaction are two terms that most studies, if not all, use interchangeably. However, there are some differences between these two, and I think it's important that we describe them here in this podcast. So patient experience has several definitions and several Institute of Medicine definitions, uh, WHO definitions, but patient experience involves whether something that should have occurred in a healthcare setting actually happened or how often it happened. It relates to the experience that that patient felt during that visit. And satisfaction is about whether patient expectations were met. So patients might receive the exact same care, for example. So they might have exactly the same patient experience, but they may have different satisfaction ratings. And that's because patients have different expectations. So we have to separate those two terms, although the whole literature considers patient experience and patient satisfaction the same term. But I think it's an important concept to keep in mind. And most of these studies that uh, we found in this systematic review, they measured patient experience through patient satisfaction scores. And they used, for example, surveys like the Prask-Ganey surveys, which we all know are not perfect. And (laughs) some people actually hate them, right? And I think it's very important to note here that none of these studies, they used a patient experience measurement or survey that has been validated in the emergency department setting. And I think this is an area to be actually explored in a future geriatric emergency medicine research. You know, lots of these studies, they simply asked patients how satisfied they were with this or that intervention. And we know that that might not be the best way of measuring patient experience. That's really interesting, adding that subjective layer of your expectations, because if you expect to wait eight hours and you only wait four, you're going to say that was great. I only waited four hours. If you expected to wait 20 minutes and you wait four hours, you're going to say that was a terrible ED experience. Well, that sounds like it made the research pretty challenging if there is not a single validated metric that everyone is using across the studies. What were some of the main interventions that have been tried in the studies that you looked at? Yeah, so several types of interventions have been tried. And when we started to do this systematic review, we actually faced a very difficult time when we were trying to categorize and organize the different types of interventions. So we ultimately found actually separate systematic review uh, published by Schenker and colleagues in Annals of Emergency Medicine, where they identified six factors, six themes 
involved in quality of emergency care among older adults. And these were six, essentially six big groups. So the first one is role of healthcare providers. The second is content of communication and patient education. The third is behaviors to communication. The fourth is waiting times. The fifth is physical needs in the emergency care setting. And the last one is general elder care needs and care transitions. So based on the six areas related to quality of care among older adults in the emergency department, we categorized the studies and the interventions in our systematic reviews. So for example, in the realm of waiting times, as you mentioned about the, the waiting times, there was one study that showed that implementing a no-wait policy for older adults in the emergency department, where these patients would get roomed much faster than younger patients, was associated with improved patient satisfaction. So essentially, you know, an 85-year-old would come in and they would be roomed immediately, regardless of their triage status. Another example was a study now in the area of physical needs in the emergency care setting, where they randomized older adults to either sit in a reclining chair or in a traditional gurney. And they found that providing a reclining chair was actually associated with improved patient experience among those patients. So among these areas, actually the most commonly studied among the 21 studies that we found in our review was care transition. And so most of the studies that we found were focused on interventions related to improve the transition of care from the emergency department to the outpatient, outpatient setting or the inpatient setting. So for example, several studies have found that having a person doing medication reconciliation or educating patients about their next steps, or organizing their follow-up ambulatory visits, they, these are all things associated with improved patient experience. So the most common studied intervention was actually related to improving care transitions. So to recap, a lot of different factors that have been looked at that might improve patient experience. The waiting room time one is interesting. I'm sure it does improve satisfaction for the older patients to go straight to a room, although there may be some unintended consequences of other patients having feelings about that if they are being made to wait longer. The physical needs, that's interesting. A reclining chair for patients who are not severely ill versus an ED bed. And I like that one because that's so actionable. That's very relatively easy compared to some other interventions. So these are some examples of things that may have helped. Were there other studies that tried things that didn't work? What things don't improve satisfaction so that we can avoid wasting our effort or energy there? So I think here is important to say that, first of all, the, the quality of the studies that we found was really poor. So we have to be cautious when saying that, you know, these interventions worked or didn't work because Actually, the methods of this study, they're almost all flawed. And with that said, I think that given the evidence that we have at this point in time, even though it's poor, we do know that the interventions that probably work are the ones that involve a whole system approach. So with multiple healthcare professionals working at the same time. So isolated interventions are unlikely to make a huge difference. And similar to... To that, there's actually a systematic review published in the AGS journal where they evaluated the effect of interventions to improve clinical outcomes 
of geriatric emergency department patients. And they found that studies in which two or more interventions were combined, they tended to have better results. So it, it seems that creating a, a system difference, a system change, probably using a bundle, for example, where you, you, know, you start giving people hearing aids uh, and at the same time you give reading glasses and you give them blankets and you orient them and you hydrate them. You know, when, when you combine things, when you do a bundle approach at the same time, it's probably the best approach. And if you think about this, you know, in the world of delirium, where we have plenty of evidence in the inpatient setting that a bundle of non-pharmacological interventions can have a huge impact on decreasing the instance of delirium, for example. So I think we should aim for bundle types of interventions to improve patient experience among older adults in the emergency department. That's really interesting that any one intervention on its own may not be enough to move the needle, but bundling them, then you can start to see effect, which is what they've done with, for example, the inpatient care for delirium. It's never just one thing of give them a clock or get them out of bed. It's all the things together that you wrap around a patient. Now, I imagine that also makes research pretty challenging. If one hospital has five of these 20 items in their bundle and they measure patient experience or satisfaction using their own scale and they say, hey, we're three out of five oranges on our orange scale. And then another hospital has a different set of items that may overlap with that bundle and they measure it on the apple scale and say it's a seven out of 10 on their apple scale. It's very hard to put it together. What was your overall conclusion from this research? So I think my first conclusion was that the quality of the current research on interventions to improve patient experience among older adults in the emergency department is really poor. And we do need to do better. But at the same time, I actually got excited about all these types of interventions. And it, it seems that if we design a, a relatively proper study, we would actually find you know, a, a reasonable effect on patient experience using these types of interventions. And I would focus and recommend people creating system changes. So for example, you know, working on a geriatric friendly emergency department, implementing several things at the same time, all focus on improving their care. Let's say you were designing a geriatric friendly ED. Based on your knowledge of the literature and the systematic review, what are some things that have decent enough evidence that you would want to include them in your bundle? Absolutely. So I think, first of all, I would definitely have a dedicated team working, for example, on care transition. So having a pharmacist doing medication reconciliation for older adults being discharged from the emergency department is something that I wouldn't leave it out of my bundle. Second, for example, having a social worker making sure that, you know, vulnerable older adults have, you know, appropriate follow-up. That's something that I wouldn't also leave out of my bundle. <clears throat> Another things that are actually relatively simple, and I, I will mention again, the geriatric card that Dr. Belolio, my mentor, created. So for example, offering hearing aids, reading glasses, blankets, distraction tools like magazines or puzzles or aromatherapy, to older adults in the emergency department. Uh, those are kind of like simple things that are relatively cheap. And I think we can improve patient experience 
giving this small interventions to people. But uh, definitely care transition is something I would focus on. And of course, that all the non-pharmacological interventions that we know that prevent delirium, such as, you know, keeping, uh, making sure that our patients are hydrated, they don't have pain, uh, they know which day and which month and which place they are. Uh, so all, all those kinds of reorientating uh, types of interventions. Uh, so I would definitely uh, include those things uh, in the bundle. Uh, so I think having a dedicated team uh, is probably the most important thing. I, I don't think necessarily we need like a separate physical space because there's this whole discussion, right? Like, should we have a separate physical space for carrying geriatric patients? Um, I don't think that's the answer. I think it's more like creating a team and, you know, a, a bunch of champions of geriatric emergency medicine and, and, and working on those things. Well, Lucas, thank you so much for being on GEMCAST. To summarize, patient experience is important. I mean, we want patients to have a good experience. Also, maybe it improves outcome, and maybe that makes patients come back to your ED for the next time. The things that tend to improve patient experience, care transitions, having a team that's trained, say social workers or pharmacists who can help with medication reconciliation, and then your processes, things like making sure we're remembering to order IV fluids or hydration for patients who are in the ED for an extended period of time, addressing pain management, reorienting, maybe giving a recliner instead of a bed, especially if they're going to be there for a while. And then things like hearing aids, reading glasses, blankets, distractions, puzzles, etc. But with the caveat that we need a better standardized way to measure patient experience because it's not just patient satisfaction and having a standard way to measure it will allow us to better assess different bundles of ways that we can implement things to improve the patient experience. Thank you for listening to GEMcast. I look forward to talking to you next time. Thank you for listening to this episode of GEMcast. You can connect with me on Twitter with the handle at GEMpodcast. You can also navigate over to gedcollaborative.com for more resources on the care of older patients.